Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's Bud Pod 60. 60, who'd have thought? Nice round 60, number. 60, uh, yeah. Well, it used to be retirement age before people got really good at being old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anything, we've become too good at being old. <laughs> yes, I suppose we have. I guess I guess if you retired at 60, you could it, it would it does feel a bit mad to the th- to think of being retired for 20 years possibly. Yeah, that's that's a, another um adulthood essentially. That's another life into adulthood. Yeah, another whole 20-year gap and also like well, I mean, being in, in quarantine and in isolation and whatever, like like we all are here in London, is kind of like a taste of being retired. Where mm. you sort of pootle around and try and find hobbies and things to do. Yeah, um, it's and a doing taster this, of... And doing this for 20 years. Is it t- this, this current situation is a taste of uh, being retired because the outside turned into acid. <laughs> being retired on a space station. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my mum and dad uh, don't live in the UK anymore. They retired to uh, space. <laughs> they say it's good for their joints, you know, the weather in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It might. It would be. It'd take a lot of weight off, wouldn't it? Take a lot of weight oh, off. Of course, yeah. yeah. Probably be great. D- maybe that would be like the first moon colony. Would just be arthritic people. <laughs> That'd be like the Victorian thing where they would say well, you have to go to the seaside for your health. Like, we're sending you to space for your health. To take in the air. <laughs> or to, take in the, the, to really take in the vacuums. <laughs> the theory is that they vacuum all the diseases out of you. <laughs> and everything else. I had a horrible dream last night. This is boring. Oh, did you? I was going to talk about my dream as well. Oh, Dreaming really? boys. Dream boys. My dreams have been fucking apeshit since uh, lockdown. I mean, my brain has nothing else to do. Well, exactly. And, and this is what podcasts have descended to now. In lieu of anything <laughs> real to do, we just have to yeah. recount the made-up fables that we embarked on in the night. Um, <laughs> brain poos to each other. <laughs> my, my horrible dream was about a snake called the Venom Snake. And (laughs) it apparently had... I like the branding. It apparently had... I want to look it up now, see if there's such a thing as a Venom Snake. I'm going to bet you a lot of money there isn't. But, I mean, I'm just going to get the result for snake, aren't I? Venom Snake. I think so. It's a bit like uh, Googling, uh, Googling Leg Spider. Well, it turns out Venom Snake is a character in Metal Gear Solid, which makes sense. Right, that's where that's from. Hideo Kojima is uh, trolling me in my sleep. Um, (laughs) Venom, the Venom snake is a horrible black snake that wriggles really fast and has the highest venom count of any animal in the animal kingdom. It's pitch black. It's so black you can't make up the scale, so it looks like just a long... Like like Vanta black. Yes, like that science black. And its face... The front part of its, the top half of its face, like the, it's like got a cleft palate. So each fang is on a separate sort of cantilever of mouth, if you if you will. Um, oh right! Oh wow! And it's, so it's got like two top lips. Almost. Yeah, exactly. And each one has a big fang under it, and it hisses oh, really horribly. And it's got these big dilated pupils, like it's on ecstasy. And it it wriggles really harshly, and all it, all it wants to do is bite people. That's all it wants to do is inject people with venom, and, and oh, it was terrifying. And the whole I can't remember where I was. I was in like a barn or something with some people I know. We we're all so just almost, like, be careful of the. It's venom. almost like it's. So it's almost like it's rabid. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like rabid and just frothing and mad and it's just wriggling about. <laughs> and you don't know where it is. Oh, it's <laughs> horrible. It's really horrible. And it was, it was one of those nightmares that you have... I don't know if it's the truth that all dreams happen at the end of your sleep. Because you always feel like you're waking up but just as the dream finishes. But this is one of those horrible nightmares that would wake me up in the morning. Yeah. Woke me up. But I was still so sleepy that I would go, then go back to sleep and just and continue the nightmare. <laughs> the least fair waking up ever. It was horrible. So I, I woke up I had yeah, I woke up really badly this morning and then I don't know what that's, that's gonna do to the rest of the day. But the fucking venom snake man. And I I was so convinced that it was a real snake that I kept waking up going, I've got to search I've got to Google the Venom snake and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> So you were like waking up in that way where you go like, uh, well, I mean, obviously that was a dream, but I should still keep an eye out for this guy. For this venom snake, yeah. I, I, I t- almost like thinking, how foolish of me to have forgotten about the venom snake. Thank you, dream, for reminding me to keep my eye out for this for this horrible killer. Like like you'd had a dream about um, missing a, a credit card repayment or something. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so in the dream, you're in a bar, and it was like... Oh, sorry, it was a barn. Oh, it could just be... Barn. Oh, barn, yeah. sorry. So it was just like, oh, it could be wriggling in the corners. It could exactly. be anywhere, this yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was horrible. But then everyone was trying to continue their life as normal. Maybe, okay. maybe it was uh, an analogy for the coronavirus. Everyone was trying to live their life as normal, just keeping an eye on where this venom snake might be, because it could be anywhere. Yes, this wriggly monster... Ah, I've just, like a, I've just jo- um, Joseph in the Technicolor dream coated my own dream. <laughs> or you're just having a dream about what it's like to be Australian. That's true. That is true. <laughs> I uh, I didn't have a, a, a nightmare, but I have dreams that are sort of confusing enough that I have the same morning confusion without necessarily the fear. So, like, waking up and going, oh, I was supposed to write that song in French or something, just like... <laughs> things to do or like weird yeah. tasks i um I, although yeah sorry i often have dreams about where i have done something hor- horrible in the past and i just have to live with it like i've killed someone oh, God. like i i just have dreams where i like remember you killed your cousin and it's like oh my god i killed my cousin and then like and then i wake up going oh, another day in this in the life of a killer and then <laughs> And then it takes me genuinely like a minute for my brain to rev up to living speed. And I go, wait, no, I didn't. I haven't killed anyone. <laughs> I love that uh, you have the, yeah, the dreams of like a sort of a very uh, um, almost anti-hero, but not quite film noir detective. Yeah, a, a real tortured soul. It's And it's a also past. a very funny... Yeah, and it's a very funny transformation to wake up as Sam Spade um, <laughs> for like a mi- for like a minute, and then to just become no, I'm just the you know I'm a guy. Which one's Sam Spade? Sam Spade is the f- uh, famous film noir guy, right? From the is he Maltese Falcon? Sam Spade? Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, that's very funny. I I I had a joke in my dream last night. Wow, that's pretty good. Did it make sense in the yeah. living world? Because often they make no sense at all. Um, well, let's. I, I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, try on it out because it's so it's so close to making sense. I think, but amusingly, in the dream, someone else in the dream said it, so I don't feel like I said it, even though they were in my brain. Right. So you feel like you feel a bit like you're stealing the joke. Yeah, because a, a person in the dream who doesn't exist said it, even though it's my dream. So I didn't say it in the dream. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm taking Dream Guy's joke, his great stuff, you know. You're a dream plagiarist. Um, I'm a dream plagiarist. Um, who's your dream plagiarist? You're, you're like you're uh, like a, a, an, an Inception plagiarist. You're basically yeah, you're Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio-ing yourself, jumping into your own dream to I, steal the jokes of others. Going through all the effort of Inception, not to make money, but just to steal bad one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If, if only there was an easier way. In, in, in like a fort in this, in this, on a snow mountain. There's a joke in here. <laughs> Tell me the joke. No. Um, yes. So, basically, in the dream, the dream was set. I think this is another, like, 
you can see the influence of the of the current situation in the stream. It was just like uh, every everyone. It was like a big party at like a kind of quite a hipster warehouse venue thing. Okay. Like it had. So it, it was one of those build. It, <laughs> it was one of those buildings that definitely used to be like a school or a or a factory or whatever, and then they'd, they'd been turned into some kind of venue, and it's all covered with like, you know, you know, you, there's that special kind of high quality graffiti where you're like, you paid to have this graffiti. Oh yeah, like it's a, a a beautiful portrait of a Native American woman or something. Yeah, or like the letters and the names are all too shiny and juicy. Okay, <laughs> letter. juicy, yeah. They, they they look too shiny and juicy, and you go, nah, no one scribbled a big cock over this. This isn't real. Um, so it's all a bit like that, and a bit sort of edgy in the way that is not edgy at all. And um, it was some sort of big party, and like various comedy people were there. We were all kind of there, our social group. And um, I was standing outside this venue chatting to someone, and then someone else walked past on their way somewhere else and looked at this venue and said disparagingly to their friend, um, it looked uh, like uh, what kind of place it looked like. It said uh, the kind of place that sells pints of t-shirts, <laughs> and that's okay. so close to being like quite a good burn. Well, what does this place sell? Pints of t-shirts, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And in the dream, I thought, ah, oh, he's really got us there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's. It's almost. It, yeah, you're right. It really almost works as a joke. Like, if you said it quickly enough, then in a conversation it would work. If you go like, what, is he, what are they selling there? Pints of t-shirts? Hey, do you want a cigarette? Like, if you did that. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. If you, if you covered how, how... If you quickly covered the fact that it's like only 85% makes sense. It, it yeah, would have to be... I think 85 is actually a bit generous. I think it's... <laughs> I just... It's I, I, around I, the 60 mark for me. I, I think the 15% it's missing is the most crucial <laughs> 15%. <laughs> it feels like something you could say about a really indie music venue. They sell pints of t-shirts. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 definitely. It sounds like an indie rock band's yeah. uh, uh, tour merch table. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd like a pint of t-shirts, please. <laughs> um, have, you, um, have you ever... Thought of a joke in a dream. Yeah, definitely. I've come up with some um, seemingly at the time incredible ideas, and I wake up and I go, "Oh, I have to write that down." But every time I have written it down and checked on it in the morning, it was like, "Yeah, similar." Like, um, "Don't let purple hit you on the way out." And in, what? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I remember. Um, oh, this is wow. This dates this this memory uh peacock and gamble yeah gosh peacock and gamble in one of their shows this must be for anyone who was uh born um after uh, 1985 peacock and gamble um was uh, ed gamble's (laughs) first uh podcast with the comedian ray peacock um back when ed was and then they did like boy big ed Big, big, yeah, big head, and then, and they did those Edinburgh shows as well, the live ones. Yeah, um, and it was in one of the Edinburgh shows where they had a they had a joke about that this kind of stuff where I think it was, I think it was Ray said to Ed like, "Oh, you thought of that joke in your dream, didn't you? You should try it out now, see if it works. Maybe it'll work in real life." And Ed was, "Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting." And and it was just like him sh- screaming, "Shut up, you big green fox!" <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that is <laughs> that is the kind of thing. Do you remember any of them? No, no. You know, you don't you don't you don't remember those details. They just they just don't hang in your mind really. I remember the one about me having killed my cousin, but I don't remember any jokes. <laughs> you only remember grief and terror from your yeah, night. Yeah, pretty times. much. Same as my living waking life. <laughs> Do you think you're one of those people where it's just like the negative memories are by far the ones that, that stick oh, with Oh, definitely. You? I, I remember every humiliation and failure with crystal clarity. But <laughs> my happy moments of my life, I have to be reminded of. And and I don't like taking photos either. So I don't even have those to remind me. So I, I just don't remember any, any of the good things that, that happened to me, any of the fun times. Um, that was the one I reminded you of the, the other day when we were in... Uh, Cambridge, Massachusetts, uh, visiting 
the Harvard Lampoon, and we were reading their funny magazine. That's right. Oh yes, in the before yes. time. Before before time. This is fuck. The, eight years ago now. Very before time. Eight. Fucking hell. Um, and uh, they had a bit that you were particularly uh, fond oh, yeah, of. Oh yes, a description was, um, of a really cheap, horrible theme park. Yeah, like non-name brand theme parks, or more specifically, it's it's always very funny when it's like a theme park where the mascots are cartoons with no other form of existence than in the theme park. <laughs> yeah, they were born there and they'll die there. They're like David Pumpkins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like David Pumpkins where there'd be a theme park where it's like, <laughs> yeah, this is like Willy Warthog, and you. It's like the theme park is is behaving so confidently that you should know who Willy yeah, Warthog you're is. You're like, should I recognize as a, this as a kid? <laughs> yeah, like a con artist as a kid you're like well i mean he must have a tv show <laughs> he's got a theme park willy warthog I'm, I, it's my fault i've missed out on him yeah so th- this was like yeah a, a joke advert for a, a horrible terrible theme park and yeah i just remember laughing at it well i, I, I didn't remember you had to remind me but i i spent like a day just laughing at it and crying laughing and i think that's the last <laughs> time i was happy yeah, I think so. That's why I brought it up, um, just to make, just to really underline. <laughs> Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Oh, um, hello. I'm just calling because um, um, I, 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 I'm in lockdown. I'm in quarantine, um, and I, I don't, I can't leave the house. It wouldn't be responsible of me to leave. Um, but the trouble is that I'm not in my own house. I was on a guided tour of Buckingham Palace and then the news said that you shouldn't leave um, your house and my house is not anywhere near Buckingham Palace so I just I stayed very still near some of the paintings and um, no one noticed because I look I look a lot like Charles II I look almost exactly like Charles II crossed with um, Queen Anne um, with a little bit of George VI and so no one noticed that I am here. And now I live, well, I sleep. I, I got a big grandfather clock and I laid it on the floor. And now I sleep in that like a vampire who can tell the time. And then I get out and I eat um, things that have been left on display because it turns out that even when the queen isn't here, they put out a lot of fruit in bowls and things. And so I've been eating that and... Um, a lot of the squirrels are made of leather, and if you boil that, then it is a sort of like a beef jerky. Anyway, um, I'm just calling to say um, I accidentally ordered my Ocado delivery of uh, uh, 20 kilograms of rice uh, pre-cooked and um, uh, uh, two eggs to my normal home, uh, which of course is um, yeah, very far away. I could, if you could reroute it to Buckingham Palace. And if you could leave it by the gates, um, if the guards ask you anything, just say it's for the ghost. I think they think I'm a ghost because I I, I, I do I rattle around. I have a big necklace that sounds like a chain. They're very I can, I I think they're scared. They don't move or talk, but I've seen their eyes dart around when I'm clanking and picking up the fruit. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. I always uh, I always did enjoy as a kid where you see like. Uh, that that weird feeling uh, you get in your brain as a kid, where you're looking at like, um, and a lot of uh, like three, I think three comedians we know have jokes about this, but like the art on an ice cream truck or on the wall of a nursery, yeah. where it's like it's it's goofy, but it's the they've used the wrong colors for his clothes, kind of thing. Yeah, and you stare you stare at it as a kid, and you go, that's goofy. And they always but there's something wrong. There's something wrong there's about something him. Wrong. He's got too many fingers, or like the colors of his skin's just a bit off. <laughs> and they they always his look like are yellow. They always look like they're painted by people who didn't want to paint them, but for some reason had to paint them. <laughs> yeah, there's a real stench of the, obligation around the wall, real, the mural of Goofy. There's a real sense of prison art class about. Ice cream van decorations, don't you think? It, it looks like something that was done yeah, just to yeah. keep them from killing each other for a few minutes. <laughs> or it's like uh, something that was done as a formality to receive some sort of qualification. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like community service. Your, 
Yeah, or like technically, uh, due to a very old-fashioned law, you actually can't get your van driver's license until you paint a van. So you're just going to have to... Yeah, it doesn't have know. to be good. You hey, just have hey, to do it. It's like Duke of Edinburgh bronze. <laughs> you just have, just do it. Just get it ticked off. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, it's it's. I remember as a kid, the feeling it would give me is is one... It, it's, it's uncanny. It's literally uncanny in the sense of like deep familiarity with obviously Goofy and his face, but a deep unease about not being able to quite tell why this was a stranger to me. Yeah, it's the uncanny valley, isn't it? It's like looking at a deep fake yeah. of Joe Biden. And you go, hmm, this is <laughs> uneasy for a reason I can't quite put my finger on. Um, Phil, have you been injecting yourself with bleach like the president has told us to? Well, the the, the bleach thing has become a bit of a Mandela effect because he never actually said bleach, to be fair to the man. He said disinfectant. Yes, he said... He said if there's a way that we could get disinfectant into the lungs or something. Into the body. rambling. Into the lungs, into the body, because it, it, it kills the germs in a minute. So maybe we can look into... Maybe we can look into that. Maybe we can look into putting it in the body and maybe through injection. It was quite a thing. <laughs> it was quite a thing to, to watch the most powerful man on earth and one of the most powerful men in history uh, <laughs> display... A, a knowledge of, of, of what it means to be ill of, I would say, a four-year-old. Yes, yes. I mean, you grow out of that kind of... Because there, there are two incredible assumptions he's made there. One, that he has... He has solved the coronavirus problem almost accidentally and two yeah by riff by riffing <laughs> right and two that the most obvious first root guess at what might work hasn't already been considered like it wasn't considered <laughs> when disinfectant was invented yes yes that's a good point like we could have been scrubbing our lungs for years we just not yeah exactly because i mean it wouldn't just have cured coronavirus but every single infectious disease we know of yeah, it's like the only reason we haven't done that with blood diseases is that no one has the right kind of pipe cleaners. It it, it also smacks of someone who's obviously never cleaned anything in their life. Yeah, and what I found weird was that has also never like... Or been ill? <laughs> like when you're a kid. Maybe he's never been ill. Yeah, maybe he's never been ill. He doesn't he drink. He doesn't drink, which really helps. So And um, yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually has a pretty good immune system. Because when you're a kid, that's the kind of thing you'd clear up with you, talking to your mum or dad, being like, oh, I'm sick because of germs, but why can't we just clean them away? And your parents would be like, well, you, that would kill you. It's bad. That's not how that works. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that should have come up. And it's weird to me that that never came up for him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. His family was just too busy discussing gold. <laughs> I think his father was just too busy um, ignoring him and slowly turning him into a monster. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a it, tragic it would be quite thing. a thing to... I think, I think you've, you've nailed the problem. You, uh, as you've said, this is something you learned in childhood and he never had one. Yeah, it, it, like, it was his childhood just like the only way he could get attention from his dad was by, by behaving like a cruel businessman? <laughs> like, like his dad would only play, you know, with his, toys with him if he was like evicting Barbie from her house and stuff? Yeah, you, you have to fire the, the bottom 10% of your toys each year. <laughs> <laughs> the lowest performing toys have to be fired. That's how you keep, that's how you keep the playroom working at uh, top effect effectiveness. Yeah, yeah, and and his dad was like, uh, "Look, I, I'm I'm technically I'm only your dad through a kind of branding uh, lease." Yeah, it's like um, a merger. Your actual dad is owned by a conglomerate of Chinese and and Russian banks. It's very hard to actually track who your dad is, <laughs> and that's the point. There are several shell dads. Shell, yeah, yeah. You've got a, a dad. It in, all uh, seems to in Panama. <laughs> um, on paper, your dad lives in Panama, but where he really lives, I mean, God knows. Um. Yeah, it's, but yeah, that's what came across to me in the press conference is that it was like, 
It wasn't. It was. It was. It was in the same sort of area, less extreme than this, obviously, but in the same sort of area of just suddenly discovering that the president can't read. Well, we we we've kind of suspected that from the beginning, right? And this is just further it's proof. Just, but it's such a. There's there's a video circulating of of George W. Bush talking about a flu pandemic. Have you seen this? No. So it's when it's when W. Bush was president, and he's doing a big speech about like why he's funding, or or I think he's even setting up like a flu pandemic preparedness, like organization, like government body. Yeah. And in the speech, he's like, "Well, you know, there is a flu pandemic coming. Um, it could be next year, it could be in five, ten years, or you know, the experts, you know, they 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 say we got to be prepared." And it's like the most <laughs> it's the most heartbreakingly competent thing I've seen in such a long time. <laughs> And I was just like, God, we thought you were a, a chimp. We thought you were a fucking chimp. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It really puts so much in perspective. I don't know if you've seen George W. Bush on on a, a talk show within the last couple of years since Trump came to power, but it's uh, yeah, it's like, oh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize the, that America was led into the Iraq War by a Nobel Prize winner. <laughs> Yeah. Whenever you see George W. Bush now, it's like he's got a big, like, glowing, bulging, veiny forehead, like a giant brain, like an alien. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> glowing, uh, uh, humming. When when did when was President President Brainiac in power? I don't remember this. <laughs> like he just looks like Doctor Manhattan, just all blue with white <laughs> eyes. <laughs> yeah, it's and yeah, it's um, amazing. I don't know if you've read um, that um, explosive Sunday Times. Uh, expose about the British government's um, sort of um, ineffectiveness in the preparations for the pandemic and oh, skipping all the cobras, skipping all the cobras like Indiana Jones, and <laughs> and that um, basically the a national uh, pandemic preparation training has been uh, postponed the last two years because guess what? Everyone had to get ready for a no-deal Brexit. Oh, great. So instead of getting ready for an involuntary pandemic of disease, we were getting ready for voluntarily not having any fresh vegetables in <laughs> lorries. Yeah, sorry I didn't prepare for that hurricane coming down the road, but I had to load my shotgun to shoot myself in the face. <laughs> it's taking up a lot of time actually a lot of red tape turns out a lot of people don't want me to shoot myself in the face <laughs> yeah. I emptied the sand from all the sandbags to use it to build a racist uh, sandcastle <laughs> and then I'll burn down my house and I'll live in the sandcastle because uh, it'll be better don't ask me why it'll be better it'll be better it's a castle wouldn't you want to live in a castle it'll be, it'll be better because we built it <laughs> with our land um God, yeah. I mean, looking back, just just the idea of, of of even living in a world where it was like the worst thing the American president could do is just say a spoonerism by accident once in an otherwise completely competent speech. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Oh my God, what he said spoiled, nuclear. Spoiled children. We he were. says nuclear. <laughs> oh my God, we're all gonna die. This guy says nuclear. Yeah, nuclear, nuclear weapons. Um, and and even like as much as he was a, a pasty-faced imbecile, just someone like David Cameron, mm. at the very least, just sort of being like the kind of slightly absent dad figure for the nation that he was. Yeah. And now we've just got these weird clown tyrants. <sighs> but I mean, it's very sci-fi. We but Boris has now gone full Pagliacci, hasn't he? He's he's getting sick. He's looking sad. He's settling down. <laughs> but doctor, I am Bojo. <laughs> uh, don't worry, the prime minister will fix it. But doctor, I am the prime minister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I just I I love the idea as well that loads of people in number ten just had to be like uh, don't worry he's uh, cracking jokes in Latin and he's uh, <laughs> he's 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 on oxygen he's on oxygen uh, just suddenly going from nothing 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 oh everyone shit their pants oh my god this like it does feel like we're living in a kind of satirical graphic novel I think it's it's getting quite V for Vendetta definitely yes 
Yes. The police going around going, no picnicking. Yeah. <laughs> and like people are going, uh, is, uh, you know, we don't know if Kim Jong-un's dead because of this secretive North Korean state. In a couple of days then, well, we, we didn't know if Boris Johnson was dead and no one was telling us, isn't it? <laughs> It's like, North Korea suddenly not, doesn't feel quite so uh, foreign anymore. At least at least we also, I mean, we know more about how many kids Kim Jong-un has than Boris. It's true. It's true. Uh, That's weird. That's a weird thought. What, what has happened? Is Kim Jong-un dead? No, they're saying he probably isn't. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I really enjoyed the, the rumor that in the Japanese media that the reason he, so, so the rumor is that he's in a vegetative state. That's the big rumor. Yeah. He's probably fine. South Korea's intelligence says he's fine. So they probably should fucking know, you'd hope anyway. But, um, the rumor that the Japanese press were reporting on in sections were like, oh, he's in a vegetative state because he had to have a, a heart, uh, operation, open heart surgery. But the doctor had never operated on anyone obese before <laughs> which is he's the so only fat man in the country like, well that's it so the doctor would be like is this enough anesthetic and blood i don't know i have no experience of this um and that's so ironic that it's like if that was in a play you'd be like all right grow up you know yeah, it's been on the nose it's like oh the king choked to death on truffles and gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah in it's the like, end, it yeah, was it, extra it, bowls of rice that killed the beast. <laughs> I would love to... Um, someday, I hope we find out, like, what what does someone like Kim Jong-un eat in a day and, like, do with his day? I reckon it's proper late-stage Elvis stuff. Yeah. Kim Jong-un's yeah, gonna yeah. die Lobsters. on the toilet. He, he just has the vibe of someone who's gonna die on the toilet. Yeah. He's, he's gonna die from, as it were, a failed launch. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I remember reading that, like, because you know, they, um, um, all three generations of that family uh, only travel by train; they don't fly. Are they afraid of flying? Yeah, apparently so. Or probably they're more just like, well, I just don't want to get taken out in the air by a secret missile. So it's probably a bit more practical than that, I would assume. But well, especially Kim yeah, Jong Un. Um, I mean, he's seen what damage an an anti aircraft gun can do, and he blew his uncle up with it or whatever. He's yeah. like, whoa, I'm not yeah, flying after like, this. Oh. <laughs> well, no, not now that we've tested it. <laughs> but yeah, so he travels over by train. I remember reading that Kim Jong-il, his dad, would get like, like helicopters would fly stuff to the train while it was moving and things, wow. you know, like deliveries. And like luxury dining cars and things. Just like, But yeah, I think you're right, late stage Elvis. That, he has the look of a man who's like, why not put peanut butter on a lobster? That kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, uh, as as yeah, evil as it is, combos. it must be fucking sick to be Kim Jong-un. It must be great. <laughs> I mean, for a lot of it, it must be absolutely brilliant. Do you know we don't know his age? It's like he's reportedly 36. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, like he's a southern belle. Oh, uh, <laughs> a dictator <laughs> never, never reveals his age. <laughs> <laughs> we f- they start referring to Kim Jong-un as a spinster <laughs> but yeah I mean I read that he like he went to school in Switzerland Mm-mm-mm. and that's where he got into basketball and stuff and you just think hang on are you telling me that he has classmates out there that's it isn't it there's, um, there's a graduation why, why, why photo why haven't we heard from them yeah, I want to talk to like his head of house, some crazy Swiss diplomat. His head of <laughs> what kind of wet did he leave in the shower? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, imagine if your job as like a student prefect or whatever was to be like, "Wake up, Jong Un, you fucking lazy shit." <laughs> Where's your homework? Just, just, just bellowing instructions at one of the most terrifying little little kids in the world. I mean, private schools, European private schools have a proud history of educating the world's psychopaths. I mean, did, did, <laughs> yes. did Bin Laden go to a quite a nice school? Bin Laden briefly went to school with Dom Jolly. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that insane? And the jury's still out as to who's had the more damaging impact on society. 
<laughs> it, it, it's a, it was a, a very awkward uh, alumni magazine update. <laughs> what school was that, do you know? In England? Oh, uh, it was one of the London ones. Yeah, fancy London one, I think. Or maybe it was one of the ones in the Middle East. Maybe Dom Jolly's a bit fancier than that. Well, let me just look it up right the hell now, because that is one of my favorite facts, and I should really remember it. Um, I do like the idea that, yeah, they'd be like, well, some some old boys from the school go on to uh, be very successful in um, international affairs. <laughs> oh, it was in Lebanon. He was born, Dom Jolly was born in interesting, Lebanon. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Bram, Bramana High School. Is it a nice school? Uh, let's find out. Let's see what Ofsted has to say. <laughs> um, it is. I guess. I guess that's a more exotic version of all the the people who went to schools in London that are just full of ISIS kids. Yes, of course. Oh wow! Bramana High School is a Quaker co-educational day and boarding school. Quaker. Quaker. Wow. Osama, Osama bin Laden might be the worst Quaker in history. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from the no drinking thing, he absolutely nailed that. Gosh, I had no idea. <laughs> it's established by a Swiss missionary. Good lord. Um, do you think uh, they in in one of the future prospectuses they ever went? Um, uh, one of our alumni actually has um been making uh, big waves in the New York financial district. <laughs> oh god <laughs> he's really changed things there he's a home video artist <laughs> oh man he's a, he's a home video artist and he's very influential in uh, 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 global developing world redevelopment schemes yeah he's creating jobs My word. he's um, in recruitment <laughs> He's behind an enormous resurgence of 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 uh, 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 jobs and growth in the uh, indus- military industrial complex. <laughs> a real headhunter. Oh my lord! <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Look, the main thing is whether you agree or not. The school will fill your kids with ambition. <laughs> god, did you go to school with anyone who's turned out evil? Well, you and I went to university briefly with Milo Yiannopoulos. Oh my God, you're right. I don't know if we've ever mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. He he gave me he reviewed. He, I think he reviewed my first ever show or performance at uni. As in, he was he reviewed the first show I did that was reviewed or something like this. Yeah, um, he I uh, I I met him once briefly at the end of a a, a big sort of end of year ball thing, and he 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 just brought he just brought a bottle of wine over to one of the people I was talking to and they had a kind of weird little chat and then he wandered away. Um, but as a student journalist, he was, yeah, he was quite, he was like a shock jock. He was, but in, in, in sort of in person, you could tell he didn't actually have the, the self-esteem to back it up, really. He, you could tell that he was sort of kidding himself and trying to kid the world. And it worked, I guess, yeah, at the highest echelons for a, a period, but now he's... For a period... Now he's gone. I don't know. I'm not going to put his name in the description of this because we don't need that coming up in Google. That kind of that kind of interaction. No, no, absolutely not. Um, but that was that was a surreal moment when a, a guy I remember as just being quite odd at uni was suddenly briefing the pre- president Donald Trump. It was man, life gets weird. Yeah, well, I mean, he was—he uh, dropped out as well because he was a mature student. He dropped out of a bunch of other unis before he came to ours, I think. Mm. Um, so it was just it was, like everything about it was a bit odd, and then he just disappeared or whatever. And yeah, it. I guess that's—is that the most evil person we, or like the most like? Uh, maybe he's the most influential person. It's like that crazy thing. Like Nigel Farage is the most influential British politician of the last few years and he never got elected as an mp mm, yeah yeah yeah. um I, I i don't know if he's the most inf- well i mean it's it, the jury's out as to how influential he really was yeah that's um, true it's more like just uh all flash and no all, all, all gunpowder and no bullets like a lightning rod or whatever right he was sort of a, a figure people congregated around but i don't think he ever really sort of dictated anything important you know that was also bannon and stuff um, and mostly he seemed to be about dyeing his hair and saying weird stuff about pedophiles. Mm. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And who and who among us has not <laughs> done both of those things in our careers as uh, alt-right media influencers? It's the podcast trap, man. People is people are not aware and they certainly weren't back then just how many people listen to podcasts and because podcasts feel intimate it feels like you can be intimate but you can't that took me a couple of yes, years to, that took me a couple of years to learn and fortunately not with as dramatic a lesson as milo's <laughs> you didn't uh yeah i i i would it would be very funny if this podcast turned from being kind of uh, intermittently intellectual and, and intermittently poopy to just uh, fringe politics, just really fringe, weird politics. I mean, if you think about the number um, of people who's, who've lost their jobs because of something they said on a podcast, it's specifically podcasts. It's things they don't say on TV, on radio, they better behave. But on podcasts, they, they, they're tricked in this false sense of security. I mean, that um, the guy who lost his job on SNL, like the day after his first show, you know, yeah. that's because he's doing a racist impression of Chinese people on a podcast. And people just feel, oh, it's a podcast. People aren't going to listen to this. Like five people will hear this. Yeah. But it's public. This is, this is, it's public domain. Well, that's it. And like, I think it's because podcasts, are, it's, it's generally like some weird guy with like a home mic setup, like, like we are. And you sort of go, well, this isn't, you know, this is fine. Whereas if you went to like a TV studio, and people were rushing around with clipboards. You think, oh, I better watch the what the fuck I exactly. say. Exactly. I wonder. I w- yeah, I wonder if um, our podcast will ever get anyone fired. I don't think so. No, we'd edit it out. I mean, some of the things Glenn said last week that we had to edit out. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> he he owes us his professional life right now, and he knows it. Yeah, he. I mean, we we had to cut. Um, we could have had a whole second episode just of uh, uh, unacceptable opinions and epithets. Yeah, terrible. Oh, enough to make your toes curl, listener. Oh, I mean, uh, just editing it. I've got grey hair now. <laughs> <laughs> um, shall we do some correspondence? Yes, correspondence. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Ring, Correspondence. Correspondence. More letters, my dear. I don't. I don't know what that's from. That's yeah. That's good. Uh, Chris gets in touch. Chris, let's listen to this. He says, uh, "Hey, Bud Poots. Uh, thank you for a lovely poopy podcast. My sister B introduced me to it. B. I don't imagine you're uh, B E E. 
Bee. Okay. Just when I Your thought I had this bee. world sussed out, someone <laughs> throws me a bee. Okay. Um, I don't imagine you remember every single piece of correspondence you received, but you read out an email of hers as part of the Fringe Correspondence Dinner last week. In fact, I started listening after she got me to come with her to the Tartan Ribbon gig which Pierre did a set at. At which Pierre did a set? In question mark. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, it was uh, very good, and although I'm not a founding farter, I'm proud to be a tardy tutor. La, nice, um, I like tardy tutor. Nice, tardy tutor. We don't have to use That's that. good. Um, anyway, B reminded me of a fun poo story that I like to tell periodically. Ah, sit around the fire and listen, children. Um, and rightly pointed out, I should send it to you. Uh, Back when I was in my first year of uni, there was a story that got passed around the halls of a poo in an oven. <gasps> wow. <gasps> yes. We had a poo in the staircase really... at college. Yeah, that, a poo in the staircase, did you? Yeah, it had a lot of corn in it. That's what I remember. It was um, it was a oh. talk of the college for a couple of days. It's a corny, corny poo in one of the staircases. <laughs> um, of a poo in an oven. I didn't really know the details at the time, and I assumed it was a myth, uh, hyping up how grotty certain accommodation was. <laughs> until in my third year, until my third year, I met someone who had first-hand experience of the poo in question. Oh. Uh, I will try and set the scene. My pal Ryan wanted some toast in the morning. Mm. In these particular student halls, there were no toasters. Oh, no. Um, that's such a student hall thing where they go, oh, you've all got um, uh, access to very niche books, but not fucking toasters. It's so silly. Um, yeah, so uh, in, in these particular student halls, there were no toasters. Rather, you had to use the grill if you wanted a toasty treat. Mm. You can probably predict where this is going. Ryan yeah. went through to the kitchen, turned the grill on to heat it up, and briefly went back to his room. Upon his return to the kitchen, he was greeted by an unholy stench. Oh my Bemused God. and afraid, he inspected the grill pan, and to his horror, there was a full-on human plop oh in there. Oh my days! That he had inadvertently started cooking for breakfast. Oh my God! <laughs> a grilled poo! I don't think we've, this is it's our first cooked way. poo. Of of all the poo stories, none of them have been cooked. <laughs> oh it's healthier gosh. to grill a poo than to fry it. Oh, this is like some human centipede shit. Like you're treating poo as food and like st starting yeah. the process again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Uh, keep going. Look, if you want to lose weight, you got to grill your poos. That's mm, one of the things. They teach yeah, Gwyneth, you. Gwyneth Paltrow is really, really into it. She's a poo griller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, the kitchen was closed for a while after that, and I believe they had to replace the cooker entirely because, as the old adage goes, you shouldn't eat poo for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it's a cliche, was... <laughs> but um, for a reason. Uh, I, will... I was never particularly good pals with Ryan, and to be honest, I think I only remember him because he was the guy who grilled a poo. <laughs> hey, we all get I'm pretty sure he qualified. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he qualified as a doctor, though, and then left Scotland, perhaps to cook jobbies in foreign climes. Mm. Keep on jacking it, you lovely lads. Chris. Thanks, Chris. I mean, that is vile. Um, I can... Uh, well, why is it so horrible? I, 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 I want to know what it did to its structure. Like, does it... Do you get, like, a char over the top? Do you... <laughs> does it get bigger? Does it get smaller? Yeah, I, it I, surely it's like a... Yeah, there must be some... Apparently, they're like... I, I have read somewhere they're like mostly water. So that's going to be part of it. Oh, man. Oh, that's absolutely horrible. Um, but thank you, Chris. I really, really like that story. Yeah, that was good and disgusting. Um, yes. It, it. Yeah, it's the grilling. It's too foody, isn't it? It's too intimate. It's such a specific mm. way to cook a poo. Yeah, it's like if someone said, oh, I, ac I accidentally fricasseed my poo. Oh, what? <laughs> I made a poop souffle. I don't know how I did it, but I did. <laughs> um, Sarah gets in touch. Sarah, um, uh, the bearer of poo news. Yes, well, hello, pod, pod bum buds, she says. Mm, that's something quite uh, different, I think. Yes. She says, uh, our previous MP thought astrology could save the NHS. Oh, I have attached no. a screenshot from his Wikipedia. Yeah. Green Party, wasn't uh, it? 
Well, let's find out. She says, it says a lot about my village that I that, uh, it liked to vote for him and it had Brexit fireworks. This is the only podcast wow. I can't listen to whilst running as I laugh too much, Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. So let's have a look at this screenshot. Uh, it appears to be someone called David Tredinick. Okay. Uh, or Tredinick. Tredinick is a supporter of astrology and its use in medical practice. Ugh. In 2009, I mean, it says a lot about Brexit that a village of Brexiteers also believe in <laughs> astrology. <laughs> they also believe in witchcraft. <laughs> God. Um, so he says, uh, in November 2009, he spoke at a meeting organized by the Astrological Association of Great Britain. Ugh. Oh, my word. The Astrological Association of Great Britain. Can you imagine the chat at those meetings? Can you believe that astrology has like paperwork, and they probably have, like, have they've had to apply for licenses and building permission and, and yeah for astrology? It's extraordinary. And also, like, they've got to like. Can you imagine how carefully they have to schedule their conferences? <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now there's meetings in retrograde. I'll be happy. <laughs> Well, that question took too long, and now the moon is bad. It's a bad moon now. Um, so he spoke at a meeting organized by the Astrological Association of Great Britain, where he related his personal experience of astrology and illness, advocating that astrology be integrated into the NHS. In 2014, he told MPs, I am absolutely convinced that those who look at a map of the sky for the day that they were born and receive some professional guidance will find out a lot about themselves and it will make their lives easier. Oh, my God. I think you'll find out something about yourself, but <laughs> it won't be anything good. <laughs> what, what, do we know, was he an independent? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um the BBC is quite dismissive of astrology and has always seeks to promote the science perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Liberal Democrat Michael Mullaney, who stood against him in the 2015 general election, was concerned about his utterly ridiculous obsession with astrology, asking, will Mr. Tredenick ever stop? <laughs> of course, Pierre, you know what uh, news outlet is pro-astrology? Sky News. Oh, thank you, thank you. Just because the, we're in lockdown doesn't mean we can't have fun. <laughs> and the Daily Star, <laughs> of course, um, I'm gonna forget. <laughs> of course, Daily Star's better. Um, uh, 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 yes, uh, David Trednick, conservative. Really? Yeah, huh. he's an advocate of alternative medicine. Right. Nice. So the 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 one thing he is ostensibly progressive about, and he chooses astrology. Oh, he went to uh, Eton, then Oxford, and then the Grenadier Guards. Classic. Absolutely classic. Sometimes you can be so educated, it, you push all the information out. Yes, or like you're far too educated in like one thing, like this guy, where he's like, well, I'm very good at marching and poems. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't like the idea of an army officer who likes astrology. I wouldn't want to be under that man's command. No. No. We should we should ambush we should ambush the enemy at dawn. Ooh, dawn's uh, got a bad Saturn. What about midday? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll come through the open plain because uh, that's right underneath uh, um, Capricorn, uh, <laughs> and we'll approach them from the front because the moon yes. is good. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Lord. Yeah, it, and it's dangerous because like that correspondent said last week, like once it's in your head, you do start to sort of um, think in those terms. Yeah, of course. Of course. Whether you like it or not. I mean, that's how propaganda works. Uh, I think and it's uh, only going to get worse now that people have had more time to sit at home and just think on their own and go on the internet and make shit up and conspire. and Yeah, and, and, and also like... It's the trouble is that it, it, it's kind of very difficult to start the pulling on the thread of no one in parliament should believe something ridiculous because then what if they're just like you know a Scientologist or it's a, a, a some re religious thing or whatever or or you know it's it's too risky is you, you just have to go all right I guess there's um I guess there's a wizard in parliament 
What are you saying? That there should be a, a rule, a law against um, MPs with with crazy beliefs? Well, not so much a law, but it, it just feels like we should be able to to all just kind of stop and, and go, wait a minute, th- that MP believes in a, a, a astrology. Okay, no, 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 we're having another election. That's cancelled. And everyone would go, well, yeah, that's fair enough. That's, that's like finding you- out that they... That there was fraud. How much do you believe in a representative democracy, though? If if if, uh, if there yeah. are enough people in the general public who believe in astrology, surely there should be um, a, a a similar proportion of MPs who do. God, I mean, can you imagine taking that argument as far as you can and just being like, "Look, a certain number of members of parliament have to be pedophiles." I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> At least, I guess, statistically three or four. Representation matters. Yeah. Look, we haven't heard from them. How how great would it be if, if a certain number of MPs had to be in jail? <laughs> That'd be sick. Oh, uh, I think that that um, I have seen the statistics of like um, statistically, members of parliament are, are are more likely to have a criminal conviction than the average member of the public. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can see that. In, enough of them have committed fraud. Of course. Etc., etc. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, oh, so we've got a, quite a good, uh, nice little thing here from uh, from James. James. Um, God, nothing wrong with James. No more shames? Yeah, no more shames for James. Yeah. Hi, Plot Pups. Uh, um... Sorry, my doorbell just went, but I think it's fine. All right. Uh, hi, Plop Pups. I couldn't think of a context in which I could relate the following anecdote verbally without arousing genuine concern over my well-being. Been there before? And yet, I believe it could just be the thing to promote well-being for so many. Uh, due to a diet rich in probiotics, my microbiome is currently at peak functioning, which has had the effect of allowing very smooth stool uh, movements. My microbiome... Yeah, all the germs in your guts. Oh, okay, nice one. Your um, your your flora. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, in fact, I'd go so far as to say it's made pooing great again. <laughs> great. Yeah. Um, at the tail end of a recent toilet transaction, as I flushed, I looked directly into the bowl and inexplicably mouthed the words, "You've been expelled." <laughs> <laughs> Like a naughty student. Yeah. yeah. Like a naughty brown student in your body. You've been expelled. <laughs> That's quite an action movie, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. It's very um, Schwarzenegger. Yes, 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 yes. Um, he says, I really can't say why I did this, but what I can say is... Um, uh, uh, with water still audibly trickling into the cistern while I wash my hands, looking into the mirror, I thought, yeah, good work. Uh, with a heightened sense of joyful achievement previously unattained in this sphere of activity. It could be that as a teacher, he is a teacher, so it is a pun. Ah, great. That must be why it was so satisfying for you, James. It could be that as a teacher, I was simply projecting my desires to expel difficult students, and I mentally attached it to my movement, thus creating an unexpected beautiful synergy. Ah, you got it out of a system in more ways than one. Yeah, I urge others to end their movements with a similar flush flourish. Gardeners might say, you've been sown, and judges might mouth, guilty as charged, etc. <laughs> <laughs> guilty as charged is good. An easy win, low-hanging fruit. Yours sincerely, James. That's funny. I wonder what our equivalent would be. You, you've been a wonderful crowd. <laughs> Treating your shit like a heckler looking into the bowl. I remember my first beer. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, just just trying to do put-downs to your own dumps. That's funny. That's really funny. (laughs) Is there there a job that, that can't do it? Oh, like if you're like a, a surgeon, you just look into the toilet and go, I'm afraid it's bad news. Flush! Right, <laughs> yeah. Or a pilot. <laughs> or a pilot going, get off my plane. No, that's, that's Harrison Ford says that, doesn't he? What would, what would a pilot say to it? 
thank you for flying with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fucking great. <laughs> That's quite action hero y. Thanks for flying with us. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> oh, my word. That's very funny, James. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be thinking really about good. that for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's pretty much the podcast, guys. Episode 60. Um, remember to, to share it around, and, and hopefully, BudPod can cheer up some of the other. Uh, all the lonely people that uh, are currently locked down. Yeah, man. Stay strong, stay healthy, love you lots. Stay inside, stay indoors. See you next week. See you next week, guys. Enjoy um, playing video games all day. That's what I'm going to do. Same. Bye. (laughs) Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.